0: Hello, welcome to this Friday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore penguins. As I said, happy Friday to you all. Of course, the show is brought to you by Built Bar. There's still a $10 uh, coupon for if you go to Locked On, code locked on at BuiltBar.com. You can get $10 yep. off um, an order. So please keep that in mind. But, you know, as well, like I said, happy Friday to you all. We've made it to another weekend um, during this pandemic. I hope you all are staying safe and um, all that good stuff. Today on the show, um, we'll be doing some mailbag questions. We'll be looking at this date in Penguins history as, you know, the perfect world would be in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. So we can look to see if there were some uh, good moments on this May 8th. I know, like I said, on the May 10th, there are some very, very, um, Good Penguins moments in history because, of course, they eliminated the Capitals. And we'll also be doing a little bit more franchise what-ifs and we'll be continuing that next week as well. So with that said, so today in Penguins history, 2001, May 8th, Marty Straka scores the overtime goal to give Pittsburgh a 3-2 win in Game 6 of the second round against the Sabres. And we all know what happens in Game 7, baby, with Darius Kasparaitis. Um, I've probably watched that goal more times than I can remember. But here to play this, I'm going to play this goal now the Marty Straka overtime goal against the Sabres. You know, you forget, you know, Lemieux actually was able to tie the game to send it to overtime uh, late in the third period. But I will play the game winning goal right here for you all. I haven't heard yet. There's Lang. The Oh my god, I just those Penguins jerseys are just absolutely and utterly beautiful. I want the Penguins to bring those back in the worst way. That the robo the robo penguin. I would love the the diagonal jersey to come back to. Um I know people are like to say, "Oh my god, you know that diagonal jersey, it's like the Rangers, it's just a rip-off, you know." Is it, yeah, a little bit, but you know what? I think it looks better, you know. I'm going to put that out there, but you know, this jersey the Penguins are wearing, you know, the the complete black and black and gold. You have the the logo up top of the helmet. There's just that, that penguin logo is just oh, it's so good. You know, I, I think it's honestly it's it's better than the one they have right now. the The one that I liked the most is um, oh, I'm trying to picture it. I know it was the one that they had during the '91 and '92 cups. I, I think it's that one. Yeah, that, I think the the penguin logo with that one is is better. You know, I like the one they have now, but that one you know if the penguins ever bring back a logo you know that or the robo penguin would be you know my top two choices and then of course for jersey wise i would do the uh the the diagonal pittsburgh um there's been there've been rumors that i think they might be potentially doing that next season they might be getting rid of the third jersey that they have right now um that would be that would be pretty good you <laughs> know i would love that but yeah that that overtime goal you know just massive you know and then the next game, you know, with the same Darius Casperitis to send the Penguins to the conference final. I think they played New Jersey that year, um, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I think, yeah, 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 it's the Devils. Yeah, jeez, I almost, I almost messed that up, everyone, which makes me just look like a complete and utter fool. So, yes, they they went on to play the Devils and then, of course, lost to the Devils because, you know, the Devils were still doing their thing called trapping. Um, other stuff for today in Penguins history. Uh Cindy Crosby is the featured national cover of Sports Illustrated. You know he's been on that cover um more times than I can remember. Ninety seven, the year I was born, Roger Marino officially joined the ownership group of the Penguins. Um, he's not a name that we like around here considering what happened um in ninety nine where they almost uh, they almost left. It was yeah, he's not a friendly name. And then this day in nineteen eighty the Penguins fired head coach Johnny Wilson, who finished with a record of Two hundred forty and ninety one and one hundred five and forty four. Yeah, that's that's. It'd be better if they just like cut out like some of that one hundred five and forty four stuff. So, a four seventy one winning percentage. So not very good, at all there. So that's some of the um, good stuff that happened in Penguins history on the eighth of May. Like I said, the Mari Straka goal is just absolutely awesome. And then you know, hopefully we'll, we'll uh, next time. Like I said, we'll do the Darius Kasparaitis probably. We'll do the uh, overtime goals against the Capitals since our next episode will be on. Monday, and other news in Penguin Land today. Chris Tang and his wife Catherine. Uh, just you know, the Penguins just continue to do this outstanding um, stuff during this pandemic. They've made monetary donations to provide meals to the students and families, Food Relief Fund, and the Need Community Cafe in order to feed those in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. Just absolutely outstanding. This organization and the players and it are just continue to be top notch with. What they're doing, you know, we know we had Mike Sullivan this week and his wife help out people, the senior citizens at the grocery store. We, we had Sidney Crosby donate meals. And this was uh, Letang's quote today. As parents, my wife Catherine and I can't imagine the hardship of children going hungry. We knew that we wanted to give back to the Pittsburgh community during this difficult time. And helping children secure a healthy meal and avoid hunger was the perfect fit for us. So, like I said, Chris Letang. You are outstanding. Catherine Laflamme, you are outstanding. You know, we always will stand Chris Letang on this show no matter what. We will always stand the Penguins organization um, and the players in it for doing stuff like this and helping the people in need um, that don't, you know, like some people that don't have food during this and, and whatnot. It's just what an outstanding gesture for them. Also, I do want to take a minute and just say um, the Penguins, they did release this um, video this morning. It was a commencement address basically from Mike Sullivan himself, just congratulating all the 2020 high school uh, seniors and college seniors. And, you know, um, I don't know why Mike Sullivan had to cut onions this morning because, you know, that that almost made me cry. You know, I think if anyone who knows me knows I graduate from Virginia Tech University next Friday with my degree in multimedia journalism, um, that um, that announcement just was really, um, yeah, it, it just it felt special. You know, I know it's, it's a virtual graduation. And, you know, I know Mike Sullivan's not going to really be speaking at my graduation, but, you know, to hear that and just hear that commencement speech that he gave to everyone who's graduating across the country to all the penguins fans and everyone. Uh, it was just, it warms my heart. It was, it was a really great gesture of him to do that. Um, you know, whenever he releases these, these like speeches, I guess you know it, just, it, it almost sounds like it's Morgan, like Morgan Freeman, in a way where I just want to sleep on a bed made of his voice. You know, I know that sounds kind of weird <laughs> from. I know it just sounds odd, but you know, he just he has that deep, commanding voice that like if you slept on a bed made of the voice, it would just be it would just be awesome. It would just it would really be really cool. Or, or just have him narrate anything that goes on in your life. Hell, like a sporting event, you know, a, you know, your dog's playing with other dogs, you're narrating ribs going on the wheel. Who knows? You know, he just seems like a great person to have around when you, um, when you're just doing anything. Cause his voice is just so, like I said, it's just so commanding. It's so deep. And you know, like that, just that commencement, Know, it just it really hit home for me, and I really appreciated that the payments put that out there because they know that a lot of these graduations are just not the same. You know, there's no, no in person graduations, it's all virtual. I know, or some of them were pushed back to August, so um, yeah, that was just it really made my heart happy. And last but not least, today, happy 24th birthday to Marcus Pedersen. I know he had had a pretty decent season before he was starting to struggle a bit before the uh. The um, pandemic, of course, hit. So, um, happy 24th birthday! It's actually crazy that he's only like a year and a half older than I am. I'll be 23 in November, so that is definitely kind of weird. And on that note, everyone, it is time to talk about belt bar. They are tasty. Like I said, they are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors. Eight chocolate nut flavors. Eight chocolate nut free flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat from Built Bars. They're very, very healthy. They're low-calorie. They're low-sugar. They're high-protein. They're high-fiber. I've said it a lot of times this week. My favorite pl- uh, flavor from them that I actually got in the mail this past week, the peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of nut carbs. It really, really is a great um protein bar, but uh, we are having an offer. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your first order. And that's promo code locked on for $10 off your first order at www.biltbar.com. All right. So we're back for this segment of the locked on penguins podcast, and we are going to be doing a mini mailbag segment here put this out on my Twitter. I put this out on the Locked On Penguins Twitter. We got some interesting responses. So Locked On Ducks, they actually they wanted to ask, a. this was a really good question. So he says, really anything okay? If you could compare some members of the Penguins to your favorite breakfast cereal, how would that go? Okay, so this is a pretty interesting question. So Sidney Crosby, I think, is the Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, that is one of my personal favorite cereals. It is so good. Um, just the taste in your mouth almost just melts you. Okay, that kind of sounds a little weird. But you know you know what I mean. It's it's really good. I think it's one of the goat cereals. Cindy Crosby is one of the goats. Um, that definitely fits in my opinion. Um, Evgeny Malkin is like the Rice Krispies. I will die on the Rice Krispies Hill as being one of the top two best cereals um, in the world. Um, it is. I used to eat that cereal all the time before I would go to middle school and high school. I have not had that cereal in a while because, you know... I'm the kind of guy I go to bed at one or two a.m. and I get up around ten thirty. Yes, it, it, especially during this pandemic, I I sleep in, folks. I, I sleep in very, very, very late. If you guys want, you guys are like that, you know. Please tell me it's 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 a lot of fun. You know, it's not it's not gonna be like that since you know I'm gonna have to go out and get a full time job pretty soon once this pandemic. Um, uh, goes away at some point, but you know, that's the kind of guy I am. So I really haven't been able to eat a lot of these cereals, uh, in the morning, which is, you know, it's kind of funny for for Kellogg's frosted flakes. That's Chris Letang. Again, that's another one of the goat cereals. Chris Letang is one of the best defensemen in the league. Kellogg's frosted flakes, one of the best, um, cereals out there. Um, we're going to have granola. That's going to be Jack Johnson because granola is trash. And Jack Johnson's also not that good. Uh we're not going to call Jack Johnson trash on this podcast cuz I don't want to be mean, but Jack Johnson is not a good hockey player and granola is not a very very good cereal. So um I think I think the shoe fits there. And then you know we have okay, Captain Crunch I feel like is one of my more underrated cereals. Um, we're going to go that to um, Brian Dumont. Cause I think Brian Dumont's like really, really, really underrated. Um, just really, really good. I, I've always enjoyed Captain Crunch as a kid. Um, trying to think of others here. Oh, Fruit Loops. Always loved Fruit Loops as a kid. I think it's almost one of my favorite cereals. That's Jake Gensel. Um, Jake Gensel, of course, 40 goal scorer. Um, uh, was on track to be a 50 goal scorer this year. Um, we did get a Jake Ensel um, update, I think, uh, this past week. I think Jim Rutherford spoke to the media, basically saying, yep, all all reports are going good with Jake Ensel. He has passed his four-month minimum for the surgery, folks, so that deserves a round of applause right there. He's probably well on track to be ready if the season ever um, resumes. I'm trying to think of other ones. Man, I, I have not had cereal in so long, so this is honestly pretty hard. This is actually a lot harder than I thought, because the sad part is I cannot think of that much more cereal uh lucky charms um that maybe goes to i actually liked lucky charms as a kid so that's gonna go to maybe like john marino again underrated um love 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 john marino considering he's just getting started um did i ever say frosted flakes during this if i said frosted flakes please sue me but frosted flakes is another really 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 good one um, Frosted Flakes. Who, who is? Uh, who's? Oh, Brian Ross. That's a good one. Brian Ross. You know, because he's uh, he's awesome, and you know he's he was gonna be a thirty goal scorer. So you know, those are some of my picks if it had to be a serial for a Penguin Flyer. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed my Jack Johnson one because uh, you all know. He is um not that good. And then, you know, Locked on Red Wings, a little bit of a funny troll question. Hey guys, long time listeners, first time mailbaggers. just a quick question. Do y'all remember this or no? So it's a clip from the other day, March 22nd, 2000, when, t- 2010. Yikes. When Sidney Crosby th- appears to throw a temper tantrum in quotation marks and Jimmy Howard gives him the business. Um, Yeah, I remember that because we all know as Penguins fans that Sidney Crosby was not the always most you know, mature at times when he was a younger bit of a player, but you know, I can also talk about that and talk about how Sidney Crosby raised the Stanley Cup in Detroit in 2009. Um, so yeah, that happened, and then they all uh, the locked on Red Wings was able to clap back with the 2008 one. So you know, um, that was fun. No, that was just that was really fun to talk about. I, I loved those. Um, I loved those couple of questions, and then we do have one more a frequent uh, questioner for this podcast, King Clarky, Clark, how do I treat my guitar shopping addiction? Well, Clark, so... For those that don't know, which is probably not many of you, me, me and Clark, you know, we, we DM all the time on Twitter. We talk about um, just guitars because, you know, he's a big rock fan. He loves guitars. He loves rock music. I love rock music as well. It's my favorite kind of music. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I said it like that. But, you know, we, we, we go back and forth. You know, I, I love Anita Strauss from Alice Cooper's band. Um, those that get a chance to go see Alice Cooper and uh, Anita Strauss in the band, please go do it. Alice Cooper is a really, really good uh performer live and Nita Strauss is um, one of the best guitarists I've ever seen live. But, you know, Clark has been kind of like <laughs> really wanting to get more guitars and, you know, he tells me he doesn't have the money to get it. So, Clark, you know, just, just save up, man. You know, m- maybe buy one soon, you know, when, once you get some more uh, cash in there from your job and then you'll be able to buy a guitar, maybe uh, Nita's custom one. Uh, I, you Like you said, I know she's um coming out with a new one um, pretty soon, I think that's what he told me today, so, uh, that's pretty cool, so, you know, that's, that's how I would do it, you know, just, just keep browsing, keep looking, maybe find one you like, you know, one of my favorite ones was the, uh, Home Sweet Home one from Motley Crew, I think, that Mick Mars had with the Theater of Pain logo, that's honestly one that I want to get, a, uh, that's like, the, that Theater of Pain logo is something I honestly want to get tattooed, uh, just get a tattoo of, because, uh, Home Sweet Home is, um, my favorite song of all time, and I think that would be awesome, and just seeing that guitar is just, um, badass too i think another guitar i really like i think i've sent it to you clark is the uh warrant guitar with the f- f- uh filthy dirty smelling um what's the uh, album called um dirty filthy stinking rich um warrant album and basically the guy is on it. i think that's um that's a badass guitar too i think I, I, if i didn't send it to you i will so um thank you guys for asking those questions Louis. week that was a lot of fun to and so, and especially for Lockdown Red Wings, you know, we'll probably try to do an episode. But I think what would be really cool to do is like talk about that game seven of 2009 and talk about the game six to 2008. So, you know, we'll make each other happy. We don't have to make um, just one of the persons sad. I don't want to make them just sad. You know, maybe you'll have to make me sad, too. So um, that was really fun to do. And, you know, we'll be doing another, another mailbag coming um, in the future as well. All right, so we're back here, you know, just real quick, you know, to end this episode. It'll be a little bit a short one today since there's not as much to talk about. You know, like I said, we'll do more of a preview of the franchise what-ifs today. Um, You know, the biggest one, I I teased about it yesterday, you know, with the 1999 series. You know, what if Yarmir Yager doesn't score that goal in Game 6? You know, what if the Penguins don't win that Game 7 against the Devils in New Jersey? And, you know, I really don't know if the Penguins are here today. You know, Does, does Mario Lemieux buy the team after that? Uh, there's a lot of these, <laughs> I just, I don't know, you know, it's, it's a completely different reality. That's one of the biggest series in, uh, in Penguins history. You know, I, it went really, really far in the March Madness bracket that we had, you know, it went, um, oh, my memory serves me correct. It went all the way to the final four. That's just how important people put it up there. And it's just how big of a series it was and how it just changed Penguins history for the better. And, you know, it's why I cannot wait for Yarmul Yager's retirement ceremony, because I think a lot of people are ready to just give him the ovation that he deserves. We've seen it a couple of times in PPG paints arena where he just, he's almost brought to tears. It, 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 it's, it's come out of him a couple of times and it's going to come out of them hardcore when this crowd gives him an ovation that he has never seen before, probably since back, you know, since 99, but before that, maybe he's just, he's such an important part of this franchise history. You know, he's on the franchise Mount Rushmore of the top four players, um, in the franchise history, he always will be. You know, he's he's right in that two or three spot, the lowest I think for me is three. I have you know, of course, it's Lemieux, Crosby, Yager, um, and then Malkin. You know, but you can honestly potentially flip Yager uh, and Malkin by the time it's all said and done. You know, me personally, I would have Yager you know, over Malkin no matter what. But um, yeah, that's just that was just so important. You know, what about you know the '92-'93 series? You know, what if? the what if the penguins beat the islanders that year you know there's there's the real chance the penguins they go all the way and you know we had Joshioe and, and Chad from Penguins Twitter on to talk about that series and just how good that 92-93 team was and how the, the <clears throat> excuse me the, the city just fell in love with them you know just because of how good they were you know you, you had a prime Lemieux you, know, you, had a, <laughs> you had Kevin Stevens talk it and, and Marty Straka, Yager, uh, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, a lot for like Josh, and I know like Josh and Chad both said this, you know, it, they looked unstoppable. That was the dream team. And then of course, we all know what happened in that playoff series. And, you know, and if David Bull doesn't score that goal in game seven and the Penguins win that game, there's probably people out there that would make the argument that they go all the way. They definitely maybe go at least to the Stanley Cup final and, and perhaps win it, like I said. So those are two uh, big ones as well. And then the 96 series, which is, um, I, I I know a bit about that series. You know, I was that was the year I was um I was not alive for it as well as the year before I was born. I know the Panthers just trapped the living shit out of the Penguins. Um, it's still I, I went back and watched those highlights. It's actually crazy that the Penguins did not win that series. It's 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 nuts. <laughs> the Panthers were not good, but you know they they went full you know basically devils on them and you know they were able to win that series. But you know what happens that. You know, that series, if the Penguins don't get trapped down and they beat the Panthers, you know, do they go all the way that year? You know, does Lemieux get another cup? You know, these all these questions. The winner of that game goes to the Stanley Cup final. So, like I said, I think the Penguins probably win it all that year um, if they don't get stopped by the Panthers in that Game 7. You know, we forget that the Penguins were up three games, two in that series, and then dropped Game 6, and then, of course, lost Game 7, 3-1 to one, um, to Florida. So, you know, we're going to have more of these franchise what-ifs next week. I'm going to hopefully have... Uh, some more people on to talk about them. Cause you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to talk about, you know, and just how the franchise could look. Um, it would be a lot different today in, in a lot of these situations. I mean, basically all of them, you know, so, um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of locked on penguins. Um, I know it's a bit late at night. I know maybe you guys will be listening to it this weekend. Um, but if you're listening late at night, uh, thank you. Um, I always think just thank you to everyone who listens to this in general and just takes the time out of your day to really just download and listen to this. Uh, Podcast about me blabbering to myself. It really does mean a lot. And, you know, hopefully we'll have hockey back here um, at some point here in the future um, if the results, um, if the if, this, if we see a downward trend um, in this pandemic. But continue to stay safe, social distance and everything. And um, we, w- I will talk to you all next week. So follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And we will see you all soon.